Hey, how are you? This is uh, Dr. David Phillips, and uh, it's the second episode of Changing Culture. It's been a while since I've uh, I've done one, but uh, made a New Year's resolution to start podcasting and blogging some more. So here we go. Um, this week, uh, January, the week into week that uh, ended January second, twenty fifteen. I want to talk a little bit about uh, some Swift Healthcare. Maybe you've heard about the. Maybe you've heard about Taylor Swift's little uh, video. She, um, I don't know if you've heard about that, but uh, at the end of last year, she went. Um, finished her tour, her red tour, and that was the end of kind of her country uh, era, and moved into uh, the launch of her uh, album 19, uh, 1989, excuse me, and uh, she went out lurking on social media, uh, lurk, lurking in her fans, and it was it was actually termed Tay Lurking, uh, but she would find out things about um a particular fan, things that what she liked, her dogs, her pets. She would use social media to to do that, and and uh, then uh, sometime in December, um, that person would get uh, a single uh, Santa emoji on their social media uh, page, and um, that came from Taylor Swift. And then shortly thereafter. Uh, packages and deliveries started showing up at the doors of those fans, and it was uh, aptly called Swiftmas. And uh, so Swiftmas was more, uh, born, and then she she put out a video uh, later on that showed clips that she, uh, she had received from fans who received those gifts, and uh, it, it shows her uh, talking about going out and buying uh, the gifts and wrapping them all up and even has some, some video of her dogs laying on a, um, a scarf or a quilt from, for a, a fan. And uh, In one, one family in Connecticut, she actually hand-delivered the gifts to them. Uh, and I thought that was uh, pretty cool that the, the girl who shook off country music and is shaking off many a man uh, loves her fans and gives back. Um, I'm calling that uh, random acts of gifting. I know there's random acts of kindness, but random acts of gifting. Uh, and you might label that or term that ragging on somebody. What would it say about your company or your organization if you ragged? On somebody, if you just did a random act of gifting, um, just out of nowhere, what it would what would it say about a, a company? What would it say about a church? What would it say about a, a person in general if you just offered a gift to someone um, out of the blue and really for no reason, just because um, because of your compassion, because of of who you were, and and uh, the cool thing about that is you could let them tell their story of receiving that gift and and the experiences that go through with receiving that gift. It could be done in their own words. 
um, in their own ex ways that, that they would express themselves. And it could be done with video or, um, or uh, a note or whatever. But you could, you could put that together and share it. And uh, it's not a production at that point. Really, it's it's real life. It's raw, unedited, real video, real responses of someone who's had their life touched. And I think it would uh, I think it would speak wonders to an organization, whether it's a church or uh, or other nonprofit or um, or a business, if if they did that, especially for people in need. If they had a, a tie-in to maybe a, a county welfare agency or some other organization that would allow them to kind of have an idea of the needs of people or families within their community and not to just do it at Christmas but to do it year-round. Uh, I think it would speak a whole heck of a lot uh, to the company. It would create a level of company or corporate um, loyalty, um, uh, increase your reputation within the community, do things like that. Not to, not that you're seeking publicity, but you're just doing it out of the goodness of who you are as a person and the needs that you see within their com your community. And, and, you know, let people tell their story um, the way they would, they would want to express that. You can put it together, you can package it. Uh, I think that's, that's responsible and that's appropriate but kind of do it after the fact um, and uh, and see what that happens not not just for you but to you and to your company and to your community I think it would be uh, something that would uh, be life changing <laughs> I want to talk a little healthcare here in a minute. I want a new drug. I've been reading a book um, uh, on applied uh, and economics uh, called "Mastering Metrics: The Path from Cause to Effect." It's by uh, Joshua. Angrist and Jorn Stefan Pischke. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And the book is is about uh, data science and and metrics and and things that that economic economists use to, um, to to think about cause and effect in human behavior. And uh, one of the one of the things that um, they discuss uh, is healthcare. And I thought that it was, um, I think it was, a, I thought it was a fascinating discussion. Um, they looked, the authors looked at two studies uh, regarding um, health care and uh, the outcomes uh, of health care and health insurance. One was done in the 1980s and the other was done um, as part of Oregon's health um, plan uh, in 2009. Uh, the first that they looked at was uh, the RAND Health Insurance Experiment. 
and it was a, an experimental study of healthcare costs and how things how healthcare was utilized and the outcomes of that um, the utilization um, from 1974 to 1982 what they went out set out the answer is does free medical care lead to better health insurance better health than insurance plans that require the patient to shoulder part of the cost. In other words, if we just give you health care, will you be healthier? Uh, if you do that, if if we give you health free health care, healthier than or or have those elk outcomes better than those who shoulder part of the cost, have a copay or uh, a deductible or whatever. And so the team established a, an insurance company um, using public funds, and they, they assigned about 5,800 people to insurance plans that either had no cost sharing or were completely free, uh, that had a 25% copay, a 55% copay, or a 95% copay or coinsurance uh, and they had a maximum annual payment uh, of a thousand dollars. So they they either had a twenty five percent coinsurance, a fifty percent coinsurance, ninety five percent coinsurance, but they only paid out a thousand dollars a year. And it they randomly assigned uh, people to each of these different uh, insurance uh, plans or insurance rate plans. Um, and the thing that emerged from that, from that study, was that subjects that were, or people who were given a more generous insurance plan, uh, those that were either free or had low cost of sharing or low co-insurance, they used health care more. That probably makes sense. Um... Uh, the the economists that were part of this study had a view that that the demand for a good would go up when it gets cheaper, including health insurance, and that that surely was the case. Uh, people who didn't have to worry about the cost of health care consumed health care quite a bit more. But what they found was, even though they consumed health care more, they weren't healthier. They weren't any healthier than. Um, than those across other groups. Uh, the The second study came from a, a, an Oregon Medicaid health experiment, uh, which was a research study that looked at the effects of uh, the 2008 Medicaid expansion in the in in Oregon. Uh, what they did is they they people signed up for a lottery, and so you signed up, you got on a waiting list, and after a period of time, uh, those that were chosen were offered an opportunity to um, either be part of a, a control group of lottery losers or a study group of winners uh, who got to, to be enrolled in, in Oregon's Medicare plan. And the, the results uh, were quite interesting as well. In this study, there seemed to be a, an overall sense of 
a healthier lifestyle. But it was more mental than physical. In fact, their blood pressure, cholesterol, their, their physical health factors were no better than, than they were before the health insurance um, or before the, or, or the, the control group uh, in comparison than before, before the study began. But there was a, a greater sense of security. Um, but what it also did, and they discovered, was that it increased emergency care use. So their, their, their health didn't change uh, physically. Their mental health uh, may have increased, and that could have been a result of a sense of financial security. But an, another outcome of this was the emergency room or emergency department uh, use increased uh, among those who had Medicare, um, which, which seemed odd to them, and it seems odd to me, and, and I'll give an explanation for that in just a moment. But what these, these studies suggested is that subsidized public health insurance should not be expected to yield uh, better health. Just because you have insurance doesn't mean you're going to be healthier. It just means you're going to use it. Uh, so what do we take from this? Well, number one, behavior is hard to change. Just because we have health insurance doesn't mean we're going to become more healthy. It just means that health care use rises and that increases health care spending. Uh, the second thing we can take from this is health insurance provides a, a financial safety net. And um, it, it's probably the reason that they felt better about their lives. If you feel like you can go to the doctor without it costing an arm and leg or a ton of money, then there's a feeling of security. And, and, and uh, we are wired... For security, it's just who we are. We're, we're drawn to that, and so we gravitate that, and, and for good reason. You know, we want to to feel secure. Um, so, what again? What was disconcerting is that in the Oregon Health Plan, emergency room use went up as a result of insurance. People who could now go to a general practitioner for the flu were still heading to the ER. So old habits die hard. It's likely many of these people had never actually been to a doctor, and that's all they knew was to go to the to the emergency room. And if that's all you know to do, then that's all you know to do. Now, this creates some opportunities uh, that for profits and nonprofits can leverage to help those newly insured people. Whether you like the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, or not. Uh, you know, the reality is it is law of the land, and many of the first-time insured are people who, for the first time in their life, have insurance. And they're going to have to learn how to navigate life with this new benefit. And uh, one of the things that, one of the opportunities that it, it opens up for organizations is... 
the opportunity to build, to help people through this, um, to maybe put together a, a seminar, put together a, um, bring a doctor in and, 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 and just help educate people on how to, how to function in this new era where they have health insurance or are required to have health insurance. And if we, if we do that, then one of the things that that, again, that begins to do is build corporate loyalty, brand loyalty, organizational loyalty, um, by helping them understand what it means to be healthy. And you, you can not only address um, how to navigate through, um, through the medical system itself, but offer, offer ways that they can, can be healthy, offer nutritional classes, offer exercise classes, um, information that, that can help them uh, move from being um, broken and unhealthy to being uh, moving toward a, a whole and, and wellness-oriented lifestyle. Uh, so I think that that, that creates um, a very real change in your community and offers up uh, real change opportunities within your own or- within your or- own organizations, because as people, uh, if people can get healthier physically, then that that reduces the cost of healthcare because you're not having to go to the doctor all the time and not having ailments that have to be treated and taken care of, and and that reduces burden on social services. People can can work. Uh, they can they can do more. They can uh, they have more energy. They can go to work and go to school at the same time. And if if that's the you know, they need to do that, um, it reduces the financial burden upon them. Um, and it, and it literally can can change a community when people get healthy. Uh, so um, so take these two two different um, events, the, the Swiftmas, or Taylor Swift's Christmas giving, and um, the, the issues revolving around um, the health care uh, market, the Affordable Health Care Act, and all the things that are going on with that. And as a company, as, a, as an organization, even just as an individual, take the opportunity to um, to leverage these to to create opportunities to to uh, to bring change to your community to bring change to, to people's lives and uh, to make the world a better place to live um, well that's it for today I uh, hope you have a, a great week and um, We'll talk. We'll be back soon with uh, another episode of um, Changing Culture.